Welcome back to the regular exclusive podcast. And we are in week two of October. It's getting spooky and it's awesome. It's amazing. I've already changed my work profile picture to a, a picture of ghost face slashing with the knife. And I'm I'm in the mood. I'm ready for spooky season. <laughs> well, th- this week we are talking about creature features. And similar to last week, before we get into our main course of our the two movies we're talking about, we want to do just a little bit of honorary mentions because this category is very near and dear to Renee's heart. It's her favorite. It is. It's my favorite. It's it's a pretty stacked category, too. Like, it's hard to pick just one or two to, like, really just dig into. Like, I mean, I just know because I've done the research, really, is I have, I have the fucking research to back it up. I need to... I need to make a list or like a like a creature feature list because I could really put one together. There's a ton of different versions, but Mm -hmm. I like to think a creature feature is something that is literally like there can be other things going on. But the main point, the main like point of horror, because I think we both agree most I would say creature features are horror movies, Mm -hmm. maybe sci fi, but I would say typically horror. Yeah. And it's like usually either the title or the movie in general is all about. The creature and I would say like you know like same with like we always say Jaws but Jaws is such a great example of the creature feature and probably what restarted the whole ha- like fucking hype around to the category I mean God knows that we're still seeing that the effects of that today it's been around for a long time but there's just so many good ones but I'm curious like what are some that you like because I know I could name like a billion right now but I think you should start yeah there's a fine line between a creature feature and a monster movie. You know, like if it's you Google, line. if you Google creature feature, like you're going to see things like Godzilla, but like, I don't think Godzilla is a creature feature. It's, it's, it's a monster movie. It's, it's not even a horror movie, mm-hmm. but you know, Jaws is a big one. Uh, Anaconda. <sighs> I just rewatched Anaconda. That would be so fun. It's so ridiculous. It is so fucking ridiculous. We should, if we do a commentary ever, I want to do that one. It's just the weirdest movie, but or like a, a fun creature feature. Yeah. Like, or a Cujo. That, Cujo. That, you know, the, it's a dog. It's have a you creature. seen Cujo? I don't think I ever have actually. Oh dude, you should watch it. I was like, yeah, how scary can a dog be? But like, Dude, that movie is incredible for like 90% of it is like a mom and her kid stuck in a hot car and the dog's trying to kill them. It's like incredible how interesting the movie is and how well made it is. It's crazy. But fun fact, no dogs were harmed. The dogs all had to have their tails taped down while filming because they were having so much fun. That's pretty damn cute. <laughs> that's adorable. That's a, that's pretty cute. But I would say that's like probably the only killer dog movie. That's not a popular category. Cujo really nailed it. I'm glad nobody's trying. Uh, I think Cujo would it would have to be the hardest movie to remake today. Like mm-hmm. people would be rooting for the dog the whole movie, even though it's trying to just maul <laughs> the par- its parents. <laughs> I mean, I read the book and I legit cried and like could not like talk to anyone for like an hour because the last I didn't know this because like they don't do it in the movie. Obviously, I don't think there's a way to do this in on screen, mm-hmm. but the dog is like 
you get the dog's thoughts and perspectives on things as he dies and how he was just trying to be a good boy and like all this stuff. And I fucking like, I was not, I couldn't deal with the world for like a while <laughs> after that. That really fucking, that hit me. But that's the thing with the creature features. A lot of people aren't sure how they feel about it. Like that, you know, of course it's just a creature trying to do its thing. It's just nature most mm-hmm. of the time. So it's like, is it really that good of an ending if the people kill the creature? Like, are we learning the lesson here? I feel like we're not. That's what yeah. most people say, you know? Shouldn't we learn to live with the creature? To like, I mean, I guess to a point, but if it's a fucking spider, I'm not fucking finding any common ground. That thing, those are, those are going to have to die. You know what I mean? Certain creatures, I feel like you can't get past it. Well, on that note, Let's get to our first honorary mention. Okay. Yeah. Because wow. we're, we're not talking about one movie. We're talking about two movies because we just couldn't decide. And they're, they're, it was my first time seeing both of them this week. So, and I'm, I love both of them. You mentioned spiders. The first one, let's talk about arachnophobia. Yep. Jeff Daniels, 1990. This is a couple years before Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. John Goodman with this crazy ass music John that accompanies Goodman. him. This is the craziest I've seen John Goodman since 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like, and I think he's more crazy in arachnophobia. I think he's like crazier in this than he is in fucking um, uh, Big Lebowski. <laughs> like he's, in, he's so crazy in that movie, but I kind of feel like he's crazier in this. And he's amazing <laughs> and I love him. But yes, this is such a strange movie for me because the first time I saw it, first off, I think most people who like, are really severely traumatized by this movie saw it as children because it was advertised as a quirky comedy about a dad who's scared (laughs) of spiders. And like, if you watch the trailer, it's like a fucking like laugh fest and there's no (laughs) scary scenes. And it is like a family comedy. So it, it makes sense that they'd be like, yeah, let's go take the kids, go see arachnophobia. And then they're scarred for life. I'm so fucking (laughs) glad my parents didn't do that to me, but like just doing research, it sounds like that happened to a lot of people. That happened to me with Jumanji, so I still got it in some way, but <laughs> but I missed this one. I think this would have really upset me, though, because this movie is very funny, but it's also incredibly terrifying. I'm curious if you were scared of it, though, because I don't know. You don't like spiders, but it's like, I feel like it, it'll still get you no matter what. Oh, I mean, this movie, th- this movie made me wish I had a fear of spiders. Really? Because it was so good. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that they used real spiders you know for pretty much all of it yep was so effective and yeah. creepy crawly yeah like it was so creepy and like it's just zoomed in on them crawling around the close-ups of the eyes they do that multiple times oh, yeah. and i'm like that is not fucking okay i know those are fake spider eggs but or well I, I hope so those are spider eggs that are fake but also the spider eyes i think are the puppet when they do the close-ups of that. And yeah. I do feel like that is definitely like, that's too much. That's a PG like 13 movie or something for yeah. kids. Like if I had seen spider eyes like that close at that age, I probably would have had a mental breakdown. I think <laughs> this movie is great, but it's like, it took me a long time to like get, I'm still uncomfortable every time I watch it. Like I'm still on the edge of my seat, even though I've seen it a billion times. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie is like, it's super effective with the spiders. The The characters are, are quirky and fun, but it doesn't ever like kind of take away from the, the, the creepiness of it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I'm so impressed that they essentially made a slasher movie, but 
with with little bitty spiders and for and the like, family. <laughs> like, like it's a very lighthearted movie for the subject matter, you know? Yeah, it like it was so good like the the spiders were the you know they're the villains and they like, were great villains, yeah. And they're like these things that in every day, like people are scared of them, but like, you know, you kill them or you put them outside or whatever you do. Oh, yeah, but like they were, they, they did so good at making them feel villainous. Cause they were and, like really, they were really vicious. And like, like the spiders were like really like going into attack mode on things that were so much bigger than them. And that's what scares me. It's like, they were so brazen of just like let me at you you know what i mean and it was like because they're like all those little trooper like you know the army ants or like like they're like ants or bees where it's like they were so organized and then they had the general and i was like oh my god (laughs) i didn't i'm so glad that i know that spiders don't usually do that because that is like my worst fear ever is that and also the things that you learn about spiders in this movie are really upsetting like the macerating they teach you oh yeah they they fucking chew you what i didn't know that they did that i thought they just sucked blood now the fact that i could dream about getting chewed on by a fucking spider that sounds really horrible yeah it's very educational like i didn't know spiders are cannibals yeah oh i mean i knew that i did a lot of research on spiders when i was a kid because i was horrified of them and i wanted to be prepared should i deal with one fun fact that makes the movie a little better i think and maybe easier for me to handle but I think I told you this when you were watching it, but they used lemon pledge like around the areas (laughs) where they wanted the spiders to walk. And that's how they got them to act perfectly. And I was like, I didn't know that spiders don't like lemons. I'm going to fucking buy every lemon product I could find and I'm going to bathe in it every night. But also kind of cute, right? (laughs) Super cute. And I I loved how they they built up the general spider, the the main one. Big daddy. They did such a good job of building him up to like be this like final boss. And so then like Jeff Bridges has the boss fight. Oh my God. His whole final, the final fight in the basement with the wine bottles. I love it because it's like, I'm so fucking stressed out and like on the edge of my seat and I have goosebumps the whole time. But then it's like, I'm laughing because he's like going through the wine. He's like, Oh, not this bottle. Like it's expensive. (laughs) I don't want to use that. I'm saving it. It's like, I would be more concerned that I'm not going to make it out of here alive. And he's like, damn it, that nice bottle of wine. So I enjoy that. But like, I mean, the fire and like when he's going through looking for it, it's like, this is my worst nightmare. (laughs) I think that is even worse to me, though, like than the one right before that where all the spiders like are just all over the house. That is pretty upsetting. That was that was really good. They really do such a good job with the spiders making them like like they just have scarred me for life on so many things. I, I will never I'm always checking the shower. I always make sure that they're not in the toilet. I always fucking like check before I turn off a lamp. Like I check my shoes, my slippers, everything. They, yeah. This movie really has formed a lot of my uh, anti-spider behavior. So <laughs> I guess I have that to thank for it. And then, yeah, on the funny note, I I loved the ending where they moved back to the city yeah. and, the, and they have the earthquakes. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, we'd rather deal with earthquakes than live out in the country with spiders. Yeah, <laughs> that felt like the most realistic ending because my biggest problem is always like when people move into a new house and they're like, well, we can't leave because of the money in the house. 
I don't care, man. If it's ghosts or spiders, I'm fucking out. I don't care if we have no money, okay? We will beg on the streets for a while, but at least there won't be fucking spiders. <laughs> I loved it. It's, I'm really glad that you loved it, though. It's like a older movie. They're actually remaking it now with the director of Happy Death Day and Freaky. and um, oh, that'll, be, that'll be great. Yeah, that guy's doing... I he's love him. Keep the comedy tones. It's, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's going to be perfect for that. Let's hope they use real spiders. I mean, that's going to make it terrifying. But also, I think that's just how you have to do it. Or else it's it's easy to see a fake spider, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so then the second movie, and boy, what an insane movie this was, was the 1988 remake of The Blob. Yes. And good God, I... <laughs> I was not expecting this. Like, no, I don't think anyone in their right mind would ever expect this. Like, I also watched this right after watching the original. And I would say the first like 25%, maybe 30% is like almost identical to the original, a little different and better, but like very similar setup. And then it just is totally different and takes you like on all these left turns, right? Yeah, and it was fun watching this because I got to see uh, Shawnee Smith, mm-hmm. or as I only knew her as Amanda from Saw. I was yeah. like, oh, she's done other movies. Yeah, hey, look <laughs> how like, cute and innocent she was in this she's movie. She's cute and young in this, and it's like back from 88, and I was like, yeah. oh. And then if you're a fan of Entourage, it's also got Johnny Drama in there. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> like, you know, I was expecting a horror movie similar to like the thing, you know, yeah. it's around the same time, same mm-hmm. vibe or the this fly. Is like, this is way less serious than both of those movies. <laughs> it's like the blob is, is like if uh, the thing was directed by one of the fast and the furious directors. Cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the, totally. blob, the blob shows up and you know, for the, this movie being as old as old as it is, I think it maybe has the best, the best average kill score of mm-hmm. any movie I've ever seen. Just every kill. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know. And I feel like we've been pretty desensitized to a lot of different kills. And we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of different kinds after going through all the Saw movies. That has been a lot. And I feel like this movie still is just like incredible because every death scene is so fucking terrifying and also like incredible looking. I mean, it's disgusting. But that's yeah. what's so incredible is the effects are just like, like they're like fucking the thing and then the fly and they're like, we're going to fucking up it. We're going to go crazier. And I'm like, how would you ever think that someone could do something crazier with the gooey special effects of the 80s after you've seen like the fly and the thing? Those two yeah. really take it up 25 notches. These guys are like, we're going to 100. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible because it never loses that. Like, it's very similar to when we talked about the thing where like the blob every time it attacks someone it's always like i mean it's always a blob but the way that it kills people is always a little different they make yeah. it unique every time so you're never expecting it it's like the thing you never see the same thing twice it's always some weird other creature yeah the the deaths were super innovative and um yeah highly your favorite oh i th- hard i think it has to be when it pulls a dude through the sink drain. Dude, that was insane. That was nuts. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I thought it was going to be like, oh shit, he's already gone. But it was like, no, they, they really show it like fucking getting him in there. And like, 
everyone's just like, oh my God. Like, if you saw that out of fucking nowhere, like the fucking woman on the diner, like she comes into the kitchen and the guy is just like, his feet are the only thing she can see. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so terrifying. It's so good and it's so effective. Like, the kills that if they were like, hey, we're remaking this movie today. I would honestly be like, I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can do it. Yeah, like, I don't know if they could do it as good as they did. No, you know, twenty something years ago. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. This movie is like, it's still the effects look great. I mean, when they do CGI stuff, obviously you're like, oh yeah, this is from the 80s. But like, that's the same thing with movies from the 90s. But like, like we were talking about with the Saw movies, the practical effects still hold up better mm. than any CGI from even like 10 years ago. So yeah. that's why I love. The practical effects. I think when Paul dies, like the the spoiler alert, but uh, the boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Should I not mention that? Sorry. I mean, it it it's fine. Okay. You're not you're not watching this movie for a really intense <laughs> encapsulating plot. Like I you're mean, watching this. It is a twist a though. Time. It feels to me like a similar twist, like when you watch Scream and you're like, oh my god, Drew Barrymore's dead after the opening. Like that was shocking because it was like, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. And this guy. Especially for me, because I watched the original first, like right before it, and he plays the Steve McQueen character, and he's the lead guy, him and the girlfriend, the whole movie, and they live, and they're the heroes. He's the hero. And so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this? Amazing. I loved that because I loved Paul, and I was like, see, this is why you shouldn't be a good person, right? <laughs> I mean, you should not go out of your way to help people you don't know when they have some weird goo on them and you're not sure about it. Like, this guy was doing the right thing, but, like, was it worth it, Paul? I don't think so. Well, you know what they always say, nice guys get destroyed by the blob. Or yeah. as, I, as I was texting you the entire time, this guy just got blobbed. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that as an action. I mean, like, if they did redo it, it'd be fun to see what they could do. And if it was someone that I trusted with practical stuff, like mostly, you could probably do some fun CGI stuff to add into that. But mm. it's like the blob is so gross because it's just an inside out stomach. So it's like really disgusting <laughs> the way that they do it. And I'm like, it's hard to beat that movie because it is probably the most disgusting 80s movie <laughs> out there. Like the fly comes close, but I kind of feel like this one might be grosser. Yeah. Well, and the blob is also, it's just entertaining as it's hell. It's just fun. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun. such a good time. <laughs> I know. I just, I, you know, I do feel like that you don't get a lot of these really lighthearted creature features. Sometimes they tend to be, I mean, rightly so, they tend to be a little bleak. You know, it's not so fun <laughs> when everyone's getting eaten by a Sasquatch or whatever. Um, but I'm glad that we're going to have one of both of those for this week. Yeah. So, well, let's take a little break and then let's get into our, to our main course. Something ripped about the animals. All the livestock. This looks like a bite. Search the ship everywhere. Evil is on board. He is here. We call him Dracula. The last voyage of the Demeter. Way to go. Nailed it. I feel like I've said it like five other ways in our conversations. Leading a lot of up. words oh. for you. I know. So, I mean, you couldn't even get 65 right sometimes. So don't you mean okay. 45? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, so last voyage of the Demeter came out in 2023. 
came out uh, just a couple of months ago. In, just in, in August. August. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> uh, directed by Andre Orvidal. Overdahl. Overdahl. Mm-hmm. It's hard to know because his uh, his name it's the it's a zero with a slash through it. It's so not a not... zero. It's an no, L, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. No, yeah, he's he's got one of those names. But I this is one of my favorite directors that I've discovered in the past few years, and so far I love everything that I've seen of his. So I haven't seen anything of his. He he has a pretty pretty small filmography, so he's really just getting going. Uh, only one I've actually heard of is Troll Hunter, which I heard is pretty fun. I watched that this past year because I had seen everything else by him and I was excited for Demeter and I was like, I'm going to check out Troll Hunter. It's like found footage, mm-hmm. but it's all in German. I watched a dub, because, which was interesting, but it was like, I probably should watch it like in like with the subtitles, but <laughs> it was a really good movie. It's like found footage with like mm. kids studying this guy who hunts trolls for his job and I just loved it. The creature design is really cool and it's super low budget. So really impressive. And then I've heard you talk about it a lot. The autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, that one's like the one that I feel like is a little different than his other ones. It's not as much of like, I would say between last voyage of the Demeter scary stories to tell in the dark and troll hunter. He's got a real like passion and really, he's really good at doing creature features. So I feel like Autopsy of Jane Doe is more of like a supernatural kind of thing. And it's way more of like a kind of a tense thriller or not really a thriller. It's very much like a slow burn kind of thing, but it's like very tense and it's very different, but excellent. Well, I mean, he's definitely got style uh, Mm -hmm. from this first movie of his I've seen. Interesting thing, though, this movie did not do very well. No, unfortunately. Um, so like it, the budget for it was was pretty big. It's 45 million. And you can definitely tell like this, this movie looks great. The sets look great. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell they, they put some budget in there. But it, yeah, it did not do very well. It only did like 21 million worldwide. Yeah. So we won't be getting a sequel, but that's OK. There's I mean, already... you can't you don't need to do a sequel, which is great about this movie. It's like a pretty standalone story, which I'm sure we'll talk about how it fits in with Dracula. But I do think it's like it sucks because this year we talked about Renfield earlier mm-hmm. and now we're talking about this one. And it's like both of the Dracula movies this year fucking just bombs at the box office. What's going on? Are people over vampires? I don't know. And then they're also both vampire they're both like dracula movies and not kind of traditional ways like nicholas yeah. cage is kind of the traditional vampire but it's not a nicholas cage movie he's a sporting no. actor yeah, this one he's a creature feature he's not the normal vampire that we're used to seeing so yeah so i guess we'll have to see how nosferatu the remake from robert eggers does i mean i think that'll be fucking great but yeah. i hope it is fucking that coming does out well. this year i don't know about this year maybe next year but i know that he's working on it Okay, so it was, I was wondering, like, I was just kind of thrown around in my head, what, why did this movie not do so well? Because I feel like they marketed, they, they did a lot of marketing for it. Um, so they I don't feel like a lot of late marketing, I think. I don't think they marketed it, like, consistently for a long time. Mm. And also, it kind of just was in that month, like, again, any of these horror movies or movies that deal with horror characters, I really just think they should be saved for fucking Halloween time or fall. That was the biggest thing that I thought of. I was like, why did this come out in August? Like, why did this come out? Yeah, like, why did this come out 
the week after Oppenheimer and Barbie. Exactly. That's because they yeah. were just not fucking smart about where they were putting it. Like they probably were just like, ah, fuck it. We're going to make so much money with Barbie. It doesn't matter. But I'm like, you know, more people should see this movie because it's actually really good. Yeah. And I think that that has to be like the biggest reason is Oppenheimer and Barbie, because like I looked at the other movies that came out in in August and like there wasn't there wasn't really any heavy hitters like the Meg 2 was probably the biggest one. But it still didn't do well, did it? Uh, it did. It did really good worldwide. Not. in the Yeah. US. Yeah. OK. But yeah, like Grand Trismo didn't come like didn't do very well. I mean, Netflix had Heart of Stone, which I've heard raving reviews. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but. <laughs> but yeah, it's like there wasn't a lot of competition. So I feel like it was just Barbie and Oppenheimer just destroying the box office, just kind of covered up th- yeah. the entire month of August. I didn't see Barbie right away. I think I saw it after like a week maybe or two weeks and like this movie was out and I went to see it and like the theater was packed but it was all for Barbie or Oppenheimer like people weren't going to any other movies I think I just think that they dumped this movie and they didn't know what they were doing just like with Cobweb and just like with Renfield it's like put this shit in (laughs) Halloween season how hard is it for people (laughs) to realize that like September to you know October November even like fucking just give it to us yeah like if they would have put this in like the the week before Saw Saw Ten came out, I feel like, like it Sauce. Would have... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Saw Ten. I feel like for, for the last for September, we were like needing wanting some horror stuff, and mm-hmm. I feel like Saw Ten took a while to come out. Like mm-hmm. what, right at the beginning of October, we could have had a couple of nice uh, yep. horror movies coming out in sep- in September, and they would have probably done well. Back mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, it made a huge splash at the box office coming out like the first week of September. So it's yeah. like Warner Brothers. I guess this isn't Warner Brothers. Excuse me. This is Universal. I don't know why I was thinking that they're making money off of Barbie. They're making <laughs> money off of Oppenheimer. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. So they did need the money. I don't know what they're doing. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want it to compete with the Exorcist Believer. But from what I've heard about that movie, this is the one that they should have banked on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Especially since I heard uh, Exorcist, they paid like $400 million for the rights to yeah. the Exorcist because they're planning on a trilogy. And this first one is just it's not looking so good. I know. I mean, I don't care. But, I'm not a huge fan of those. But I mean, I love it, the Exorcist in the third one. But like, I don't care about the new one. I wish this movie did better, though. That's my overall. Yeah, message. it's de- it's definitely worth a watch. Like it. Yeah, it's good. Even if like you're the big Dracula person. I, I don't really know very much about the actual like books of Dracula, but you know, I enjoyed this movie. Um, the only thing is I thought the, uh, the opening exposition text thought it was completely unnecessary because then the immediately following scene just explained everything that the text just said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. But you know what? I think it's just cause again, nowadays I feel like they really got to support like fucking spoon feed people. But Mm -hmm. I I like the fact that this is like, for me at least, because like you said, I'm a Dracula person. I know the whole Dracula story. I've seen all the Dracula movies. And I like that this feels like, I think it's the first time that we've ever seen this chapter of like the book actually Mm -hmm. adapted. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that most movie adaptations are like, we're not going to include that. It's like, (laughs) where would you fit it? It's like, I like it as its own movie. It's just a standalone kind of, one-off story and that works for me i think that's a cool approach to it yeah it 
it's definitely like a you can explain everything that happens in this movie in one sentence mm-hmm. like if you're doing when he gets there how did you get here i was on the demeter i woke up i killed everyone and the, and that's how i got out exactly you know, it's one sentence so it is cool to see just like this one thing expanded out to yeah. actually see what happened exactly i think that's really cool because it's like I mean, I feel like they just have to tell you at the beginning, like, this is a doomed ship with a doomed crew. So, like, they're all going to die. But it's still a pretty interesting story that keeps you, like, engaged throughout. Cause, like, like I I know that they're all going to die. But I'm like, you know what? I feel like maybe these guys might make it out okay. At least some of them. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm really hopeful. Yeah. They, they do get you that way. And you actually, like, get to know a lot of the crew. And I just felt like there was a lot of great stuff that they added to, like, a pretty small chapter of a book (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so i wanted to ask you so this is just one chapter in the brahm stoker's dracula story there's like a chapter and then there's like a part within the chapter that's like the captain's log of the demeter and then it's like so it's really fucking short it's really super short but this is like towards the beginning of dracula novel and it's like after he it's like basically he has uh this guy uh, Jonathan Harker who like helps him like he's going to buy a property in England because he's like a count or whatever and he just like is a normal like he looks like a normal count I don't know how normally looks but he meets him he goes to his tra- uh, his castle in Transylvania and then he leaves that guy there like in the possession of his like you know vampire w- women and mm-hmm. he goes off to England in the book it's not about like an unrequ or like a love that like was reincarnated that was added for the movie, which I just find is I really like it. It does make Dracula a little bit more of like a oh, I kind of get it, but yeah, it's also romantic. still a lot. Yeah. So they kind of change a little bit in the movie, but basically he gets on the ship and then that's he, in every of the in every one of the adaptations, he's just there and it's like everyone's dead on the ship if they even show it. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just like his journey between basically between plots in the book, you know, (laughs) so it makes sense that they've never ever, you know, involved it. But I think it's cool because you could watch this and then you could watch Bram Stoker's Dracula and it'd be a nice little like maybe you pause the movie and watch the demeanor. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So this is this is Dracula's road trip story. Yeah, basically, this is like, yeah, the untold story that we're getting, like between when he goes to England and he's like, you know, doing his thing there. This movie kind of feels like it's more in line with the novel where it's like not necessarily like he's going after the love of his life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, yeah, it's like just between between ports and he has to eat. So they got to show it. (laughs) Well, I think the important thing about this movie is that it proves that women are bad luck. It's true, especially on a ship. I've heard that my whole life, and I'm like, well, I don't need another reason to not get on a boat, but I appreciate that people keep reminding me of that every time I watch a movie that's like, especially old timey or like pirates I love, and they're always like, women on board. I thought <laughs> it's just so funny. I thought they did a really good job with um, uh, the, with the the actor. I think the character's name is uh, Petroskov. Prashovsky, I I don't know. Anyway, I thought they did a really good job of like making the crew like really believe that because like they're all there was all those superstitions, you know, back back then we saw it in like Pirates of the Caribbean. They talk about it like they really I thought they were very believable in their conviction of like 
that she is the problem. Yeah. Throw her over the boat. <laughs> They're like, dude, seriously, I will kill a bitch. Get her the fuck out of here. Well, it's funny because, I mean, like, it, it sounds like, I mean, I know it was definitely this far back and like in Pirates times that they were thinking that, but it's like, if you watch King Kong from 1933, they're saying the same shit to her on that. They're like, a woman on a boat. You're just get in the way if you're not just bad luck and sink us outright. And I'm like, God, like, this is a pretty recent notion still. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some fucks who still think this. But, you know, I mean, sailors, I think old timey, too. It's like, I think it's interesting how they play with, like, the things that they are certain of certain ones of them are willing to accept it right away. And other ones are like, no. And then I, I just feel for the guy. It's just like, what the fuck is happening on this ship? Oh, he says it like five times throughout the movie. And I feel like nobody answers him when it's like pretty clear they could give him like at least a, some sort of rundown. This guy's just asking for information. But yeah, but so let's talk about Dracula. Okay. I thought it was really, really interesting that they went this route of doing kind of a creature feature of Dracula. Cause I, he's always like this super good looking dude. And I feel like the most I've ever seen him like turn into this like monster thing was like, I don't know, like Van Helsing, you know, like yeah. at the end fight when he like totally transforms. He's pretty creepy looking in the Bram Stoker's Dracula. The, um, he like looks pretty fucked at the beginning and definitely like a creature. Like he doesn't look like a normal count. And then he also turns into more creatures. And I think like, mm. cause like in the book he can turn into a wolf as well. And wow. he can turn into the fog, which like, how do you fight that? He's just fucking <laughs> fog. That's crazy. But yeah, I like the fact that they made it more of that. It kind of fits with the book. Cause I believe like he's like on this boat for so long and it's like, there's, he's trying not to kill all the crew, I think because he needs to make it there. But it's like, yeah. He's kind of like almost like he's like weaker and needs to like get his uh get back up to normal, basically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he doesn't ever really fully turn into a human, but I'm OK with that. I think I that's kind of it fits with the Nosferatu creature look. And that's why it's a creature feature, really, because he's not just a, a guy that could talk to you about what he's doing or why he's doing it. Yeah, it's it's almost like he, he he's learning to talk throughout the movie he's just like mimicking what they're yeah. saying it's very like a more of like yeah that kind of more base primal level of like a vampire but i think that's refreshing after twilight i think we've just all hit our limits we're like okay yeah. i need a break and if i give it a vampire i want it to be scary you know <laughs> and i think this is nice because i don't always find vampires super scary most of the times especially when they're attractive like you said it's mm -hmm. like fine bite my neck i don't care you're fucking hot <laughs> but it's like this creature no please don't touch me ever <laughs> this yeah. thing is gnarly and the kills are really like extremely brutal in this movie i was impressed and i i loved the creature design like mm -hmm. he he looked very undead yes you know like he didn't look like a monster he, he kind of yeah, he just kind of looked like a skeleton, but still had skin. And I also liked that as he killed people, like he leveled up. Like yeah, he was, exactly. He was getting stronger from each kill and then he got his wings. Like I liked that. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's, he's like gaining more powers the more that he feeds. And it's great. I love that because he's got to get his strength up. I mean, he's going to be fucking in London. He's going to be fucking mm -hmm. in there um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I like the creature design and it was like, practical enhanced with cgi like mm -hmm. i think that makes a huge difference and that's one of the reasons i love andre overdahl he's great with practical effects and he understands the importance of like 
using CGI to enhance it, not just like cover it. There's certain scenes of obviously where there's a bit more in this movie than his other stuff, but it didn't bother me. And yeah, the CGI looks great in this because the whole movie takes place at night. So yeah, you can cover up a lot of blemishes at night. Yeah, it but looks he, so good. But I yeah, I thought he had a really good balance of practical with CGI. Like when he I think it's like the first kill that he does, like when he puts the hand on the yeah. face, like that looked like a practical. Exactly. And, it was. Yeah. I yeah, really enjoyed it. They had a dude out there like fucking who played the creature. So I love that. And I think that's like another reason that you get maybe just better performances from the actors when they're not looking at a green screen or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. the fact that they're just enhancing something that's actually there. I think that's huge. And he had like four hours worth of makeup every day. So it's like you got to fucking show that off like you're not going to hide it. And it looked really crazy cool. Like just even like the real like if you look at behind the scenes shit, you're like, damn, that's mm-hmm. fucking cool. I'm glad that they do that because you don't get that. We we were talking about it. We don't get a ton more creature features, really. I mean, we get some, but there a lot of them are like CGI shit. So mm-hmm. it's really cool when you get to see a practical monster. It's like feels like almost old timey now at this point. But I love <laughs> it. <laughs> a little bit. Um, you mentioned the cast. There's there's just a bunch of great performances. Mm-hmm. In I like, agree. The main guy. Corey Hawkins, you know, his character's name is Clemens. It's my boy from straight out of Compton. Yep. I didn't realize that until I looked it up on IMDb. I think the beard threw me off. But yeah, he plays Dr. Dre in straight out of Compton. <laughs> and he's great. And Talk he's about super range. good in this. <laughs> yeah. I loved his character because like I thought that that was a really cool. I like that they added like him and then Anna, the girl who's like mm. on the boat, the stowaway. I thought that that was cool. Those are both not from the original story. But mm. like that's why I think it was like you know, sometimes when you're telling a story that everyone knows the end to, it's kind of nice to add like something new so that people like I didn't know it was going to happen either of them, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, with her, you kind of figure. But I also I love to see uh, David Desmalchian. I he played uh, Wojcik or Wojcik. Yeah. And I just fucking he's one of my favorite that guys like he's in so much. And he, he like everyone probably remembers him the most recently from poke as polka dot man and the suicide squad. <laughs> yeah. And he's also going to be, uh, he's in the boogeyman this year. So mm. I've been seeing him a lot and I really enjoy him. He's great in this movie. First time seeing him with a mustache and yeah. loved it. He looked he great with that. It. I know. I was like, damn, dude. Like, he never has a mustache. Like, I feel like it maybe made him look, not that he looks creepy, but like, he is very easy guy to like look creepy. Like, if you need a creepy mm-hmm. looking guy, he's your go to. But like, he, with the mustache, I'm like, that makes him, I like that. He should rock that like all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, and also like the, the costumes and set design for this movie are just great. Like, it really feels like it, it, it's, I would say it's probably like the best, uh, like, I don't know, ship setting since Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, it really feels like a, a big boat that yeah. they're on. And then, and, like, how they, look. it's like personal to it. So I feel like you almost kind of know your way around a little bit. And like the way that they add the knocking thing where like you knock and then mm-hmm. it goes, that was just cool. And I thought, I love that. That's just like a little thing that adds so much and i love how the creature will use that against them because as soon as they do it you're like oh shit fucking don't say that out loud dracula's gonna do that <laughs> yeah like i loved um i love i loved wochek because like that actor 
he normally pay, he plays kind of like a high anxiety kind of character. Yeah, or like strung up, strung character. out. <laughs> and in this, like, he was the guy who knew his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, He's the guy in charge. Well, se- second in command. But but like, he was like, listen to me. I'm the boss. Me and the captain were the boss. Like, he had authority. I was like, I love this. You know, Usually, you're kind of just this jittery character. But like, here, yeah. you're like super confident. And I'm like, I, I'd listen to you. Okay, especially that. I agree. That I do. I I. I agree with that because he's he, in the boogeyman. He's very much of like his normal, like he's like crazy, might be crazy, but you're not sure. Is he just mm-hmm. like in, like stressed out? I don't know. Um, and then this, I was like, I kind of like this for him. Like, I mean, he's great in horror movies and I know he loves horror, but like this guy, I want him to be happy in a movie or two. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that he doesn't get a happy ending in this because nobody does, but like <laughs> he really made me care about his character. And then obviously Liam Cunningham, a.k.a. The Onion Knight. The Onion Knight, I was just going to say, Sir Davos Seaworth is his name in my mind as the captain. He's the perfect captain. Like, he's Dude, born to play a captain. <laughs> he he came to play. Like, yeah. he was acting. He was like, I want some acting. kind of award. I want a Golden Globe or <laughs> yeah. people's choice. I don't know. But, like, that scene where they were, where the boy was turning mm-hmm. and, like, like, I was like, I was feeling it. I know that was like really like upsetting and like hard to watch, which is like just incredible. He really loses, and then he gets set on fire, and I was like, "Dude, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> fuck!" I just, I he also has like probably one of my favorite like voices. Like, oh yeah, I, I think he's just got the perfect voice to like narrate a movie. So I'm so glad that they made him the captain. I've there's been a ton of actors associated with this movie over the years. And it's interesting because I believe Jude Law originally was going to play the lead. I don't know if that meant like the Clemens or like if that was going to be the captain. Mm. Um, but like good because I just I did see him in the new Peter Pan. And he was great as Captain Hook, surprisingly. But mm. this, and then also Viggo Mortensen, which probably would have been excellent as a captain. But oh, yeah, Viggo would have been great. But yeah, I, but this I is loved, perfect. I loved seeing Liam Cunningham. I mean, I could listen to him and Ewan McGregor talk about literally oh. anything. They should have just a, one of those variety actors on actors things where they go on for like an hour or two and just talk about shit. Like, I want that with those two guys. I also really loved uh, John John Briones. I don't know if you know who he is, but he played the the like cook guy. Oh, yeah. He was religious. Like, did the Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember? Do you recognize him? I don't know if you watched the second season of American Crime Story, but he played like. It was like oh, the no, one about Andrew Cunanan. I wanted whatever. to watch that one, but he I was great it. as like his criminal dad. And like, just like he's always, I feel like he's been in a couple of American Horror Story things too. And he's always this skeevy guy that's like <laughs> up to no good. So I didn't trust him at all. Even when he was all religious, I was like, nah, this guy's a fucker. I know it. That's the characters he plays. And right enough, I was. He tries to <laughs> fucking abandon them. Couldn't he have done that during the day? I'm just saying. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> That's my one issue with this movie. It's like, Dracula's got a pretty glaring weakness, okay? <laughs> I know they don't know it right away, because that's the thing. We're using, like, you know, however many 80 years worth of knowledge, and they're like, they don't know who this mm-hmm. is, so. <laughs> well, and then we get uh, we get, a, we get a, a really good child actor performance out of Toby. Oh, wasn't he so good? I normally like don't care for children actors that much unless they're really, yeah. really good. But this guy made me really care for him. I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like when he was like 
really upset that like the animals all got killed and he's like it's my fault it's like dude no it's not but it's like yeah but it was so sweet though because it's like I, but i was like oh you're you should be more sad about that dog though that was your dog and poor you're like huck. <laughs> poor huck man but honestly at this point with with my dog hating dogs on tv i'm like thank god the dog is dead and all the animals too bonus <laughs> not that i ever root for that but sometimes i secretly do and I think I really liked Toby because he had great chemistry with Clemens. Yeah, like, I really liked their relationship. Yeah, like very like mentor kind of father figure. But like it was just very much like a mentoring role. Like and he was, it was I really liked their whole relationship. It made the it added a lot to both of their characters and it made you know his death. Really brutal, way, man. Way more brutal than, than I know. Like than, I don't than, think than it's. It's not as brutal as Dr. Sleep, even though they show it, but it's close because yeah. like they don't even show the the death in like the any gore in Dr. Sleep. But it's like it's bad still like it's it's all bad. But like, I mean, in the best way. But this is like they show fucking Dracula biting his <laughs> neck. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. They just killed a fucking kid. Props. This movie does something that not many movies have the balls to do. It kills a dog and a kid. <laughs> and then all the animals on board. And then all the men, which is like, we're like, all right, this feels like unfair fully, but okay. Because, yeah, it's like the kid dies and then you're like, well, shit. Also, <laughs> like if you're one of the crew members and it's like Dracula's starting to pick people off every night shift. It's like we lost one guy last night. Last night, one more went missing and the other one is almost like surely dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to be on Night's Watch. I'm just saying, I think the whole crew should sleep during the day and stay awake all night. That's what I think. <laughs> and then uh, and then we get uh, the one woman in the movie, Anna, yes. or I'm going to try and say the actor's name, Aisling Fransosi. Something like good that. Good call. That was perfect. Yeah. I'm sure that was she great. Was, she was great. Mm -hmm. And I thought, so she was so that character was not in the book you said no that was a great addition because i thought that made dracula way more like villainous and evil that he just he essentially had snacks that he brought for the trip mm -hmm. exactly that's what i thought was cool i mean i think in the book he like starts with like the rats and shit and then he does and like the animals and then it's like yeah then he has to go onto the humans and shit but it was like I mean, it's kind of weird, but I'm like, it's almost kind of polite of Dracula to bring like a, somebody else to feed so he's not going to kill everybody. But I'm like, one person can't be enough to satiate this guy. He was knocking off two a night when he got his, you know, especially once he got some power behind him. Well, the thing that I was wondering, I mean, it was super like villainous that he had a snack for the whole trip. But also, I thought it was crazy that like, people just weren't turning into vampires. Like that's mm -hmm. what you think with vampires. He's like, no, he's just sucking them dry. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of can turn them into these like weird zombie things. But they are like vampires towards the end. I mean, they basically just become like that, but that's, mm -hmm. that actually tracks with what happens to the women in England when he gets there and fucks mm -hmm. shit up and the other people. But yeah, <laughs> but I was wondering, they find all of like those boxes filled with dirt and that's where they found her like she got out or like something fell and she got out. So my interpretation, because it was all just dirt, there wasn't any other bodies in there. My interpretation that was that Dracula, his intention was to take each passenger or pr crew person on the on the on the Demeter and like 
put them in the dirt. And so then he would have like eight bodies that he's just oh, kind of cycling around. No, it's not like he's putting them on ice or anything or like it's not to preserve them. It's okay. like he has to have that with him at all times if he's not like from his in his home castle. It's like you have to have dirt, boxes of dirt with earth from your castle area, from the area where where he is. That's is like this, for some reason. Is this kind of like a Davy Jones from Pirates? He can't stand on land. Kind of. Yeah. Like he has to okay. have the bucket of water or whatever. <laughs> when they yeah. do that, that's so cute. Um, <laughs> but it's basically like that. Like, um, you know, he always has to have that with him, basically, when he's like he has to be nearby it. So like he can leave the box of dirt and like be but he has that's what ha has to be in his resting place for the daytime it's this mm -hmm. i don't know where i don't know why but i know that it comes from like the original dracula yeah. shit it's just a vampire thing and i just i don't know if there's powers behind it i would assume so but there's also always worms in it i don't know if that's important but there's always worms in the dirt i mean maybe that's just because they're always in dirt but yeah Either you know. way, it's a weird thing. He's got a bunch of fucking... He's a hoarder is basically what I'm trying to say. But he just <laughs> hoards dirt. <laughs> like, gross. Well, I mean, uh, on the subject of Anna, very impressive for Clemens to be able to fight off Dracula while constantly giving blood. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had to look that up because I was like, there's no fucking way they were doing blood transfusions back then. And they were not. That was like in the 1920s or something or some sometime in the 1900s. Definitely not in the 1800s at all. <laughs> so well, that wouldn't have even been possible because I was like, that seems a little bit medically advanced. But like, I'm OK <laughs> with it. But it just was like, you know, I know it worked for her, I guess, a little bit. But it was interesting that way. I like how they made it out to be like. He's like, I'm not thinking about it supernaturally. I'm thinking about it like an infection and like where mm -hmm. you infect others, then they'll have like the same thing happen to them. And it was just delaying her turning. Exactly. It wasn't like a cure. Mm -hmm. That was sad when when you find out that she turns. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> figured the... she was going to turn at the end. That's what happens to every fucking vampire ever. <laughs> I don't know. I was like. I was wondering, I was like, this, I haven't seen these zombie-like vampires before, so maybe it's just something different. I was thinking maybe the only reason that this was working is because Clemens and her have the same blood type. Mm, yeah. It's like, if you tried this with someone else, you I think you just end up killing them. Like, you yeah. can't just mix blood types. Yeah, exactly. And then just the idea of doing, like, a blood transfusion on a ship made of wood <laughs> back then, it just doesn't seem like it's very likely. But I like it for the story, and I think that it's, like, a cool addition mm -hmm. to, like, what how they, like, deal with Dracula. And having, like, a medical doctor on board is, like, mm -hmm. perfect, really. I think that that helps to, like... I mean, it's definitely supernatural, but I like the way that it approaches it. It's not like not like kind of the typical Dracula movie. Yeah, it's it's obviously supernatural, but like it's very fitting for for what it's doing. Like, yeah, it it kind of reminded me of like Midnight Mass. Totally. The same like kind of creature. Dracula, looking. Yeah. But like they obviously kind of sped up the the story compared to a series, but like, I mean, somebody else burns to death on a fucking on the water too. in that one, spoiler alert. So just saying, <laughs> I, I kind of like that. I also love a movie that like, just assumes that like, Hey, we all fucking know Dracula. We're not going to spend hours going through all of his things. Cause like, we all know what happens to vampires in the daylight. Mm -hmm. Like we all know that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like the characters don't, but I feel like they don't make it a whole thing of like they're trying to like really solve all this shit. They're just like dealing with it as it happens more. 
And I'm glad because it's like, thank God somebody at least is like, hey, you know, let's not do anything. This is just Dracula. We all know who fucking Dracula is. It's like, thank you. Cut to the chase. I like that. I kind of feel like they part of the reason they wrote in that character, Anna, is so that she could say its name is Dracula. Like, I mean, she could yeah, do the somebody backstory. has to do yeah, like, the Dracula that he, but it's great because it's a very, like, very minimal discussion of it. And, like, she doesn't mm-hmm. even know the answer to a lot of it. So it's great. Like, I think it really works. It's just, it's a really cool movie. It's a great, unique part of the Dracula story that we never have seen. And mm-hmm. who knows if we'll see it again ever. I don't think, like, it would need a new adaptation. It's perfect. And there's obviously no second story, obviously, but <laughs> I mean, they kind of set it up for a sequel, like with with Clemens living I mean, and yeah, him guess, going to hunt it. I guess you're right. So like maybe but not like the, I was just thinking like, obviously, like all the characters, but like two are dead. So like, I mean, I guess that's like every other horror movie, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's more of then it would just become. It's like, I guess it's just because there's so many other adaptations of Dracula doing whatever else he does in the book. So it's like, we don't need to see that. You know, this was something unique and, and a cool perspective. And like the director even said, it's like alien, but on a, a ship mm-hmm. with a crew. And it's pretty cool. I mean, it's very similar. I think mm-hmm. that like what they do that's great is like the whole thing about the bonus pay and why they all want to just fucking get there yeah. and they're all okay to do it. It's very similar to Alien. And while the, yeah. when they're like, well, when are we going to get our bonus? Like, well, hey, if we go do this, then we'll all get extra money. And it's like, oh, OK. <laughs> but it's like these just your average working guys who don't they're not the scientists who like are the guy who fucking, you know, they don't have some old vengeance against Dracula. It's not Van Helsing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just these regular fucking guys like in the thing, even that just have to deal with something fucking horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually very similar to the thing plot wise, I guess. Yeah. Like, this is a very just enjoyable monster movie. And yep, it doesn't. I mean, it's two hours long, but it doesn't feel too long. I mean, no. maybe they could have shortened it down to an hour 45. But like, I don't feel like there's much time wasted here because you get good character development, even though, you know, people are going to die. You <laughs> like, know, everyone's going to die. And they show you Dracula pretty early and pretty often, which mm-hmm. I love that because they're like, we're not doing the old. We're going to hide him the whole time. You fucking know what Dracula looks like at this point. And the, Nosferatu we haven't seen as much so it's like mm-hmm. it's always cool to see something like that I think it's a great design but I'm glad you like this movie it's very much like an old hammer movie like from the old days black and white even but it's like I mean it's not but it it has the feel of those old yeah. movies you know mm-hmm. I love it I'm glad you liked it though it's it's a pretty basic but very well done and well made creature yeah feature. yeah now I will I, I want to end on one thing I really liked because um, you see it in other movies, you know, in other ship movies, you see it a little bit. But in this, they made sure that everyone knows how boat cruise control works. It's just a rope that you that you tie. On. I like they that. do it like six times in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, you see it like and I'm just like. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I know I've seen it in other movies, but I never mm-hmm. really connect the dots. Like, yeah, there's not someone just sitting it at the wheel all night. <laughs> like, I mean, they have to tie it watch, off, but yeah, just tie it <laughs> off and sit back and see what happens. Like, keep an eye out. That would be not too bad, unless Dracula's on board, obviously. True. It's the OG cruise control. I liked it. <laughs> I like it too. I'm gonna try that in the car. Yeah, just kidding. Rope. <laughs> I'm always turning left. <laughs> Probably a wolf. What, are you like a wolf detective, Mel Marcus? Who knows? Who? Who win it? 
Who's gonna kill next? I think we can all agree that it's unsafe outside. There's safety in numbers. Out of curiosity, who is packing? Well, we're having a good old-fashioned sleepover. With guns, though. With guns, yes. Let's talk about one of the best video game adaptations of all time, Werewolves Within. Oh, what a surprising that said that it's a fucking like like 86% critics love it like the one of the best reviewed video game adaptations and i think like as far as i've seen it's definitely one of the best i've never actually played the game but from what i understand this is like just perfect i think i'm so glad that you finally watched this movie jace cuz i've been waiting for so long and i felt like we needed something to get you to watch it because I feel like you're going to watch it a lot more now it's not really horror it's more comedy but it mm-hmm. seems just totally up your alley I had a blast with this in <laughs> in pretty much every way. Uh, right? like, it it's so funny. Like you when it starts, like you see that Ubisoft is producing it, and I'm, that's like a reminder. Oh yeah, this is based off a video game. And then I look at the game that came out in like 2016. I'm like, I've never heard of this game. I thought this game came out forever ago. So I was like, <laughs> what? It only came out in 2016. That's insane. But <laughs> and, hey, way to go, Ubisoft, man. I love them. Yeah. They're putting out some good shit. But what a weird thing to see at the beginning. <laughs> I also really enjoy, and I wanted to ask you before we even start, but what did you think about the opening quote that they do and the music that accompanies it? <laughs> I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie. I like, knew that you'd be all in after that. I was like, that's going to get Jace just right perfect in your humor. Like, because like, I know I know who Mr. Rogers is. I don't yeah. know quotes from Mr. Rogers. So as I was reading it, I was like, okay, horror movie. Let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Listening is where love begins. Listen to ourselves. And then our neighbors. I was like, oh, shit. Then Mr. Rogers. So I was like, but the Jesus way that it, like, like fucking like almost like psycho is just like this crazy like like music when they put, put the Mr. Rogers on the screen. I'm like, I'm all in on this movie because that's amazing. <laughs> like the fact that they could make a quote from Mr. Rogers hilarious just with the music and the way that they fucking put up the quote. It's just incredible because I know Mr. Rogers. I used to not personally, but I used to watch the show and I still didn't know. I was like. The, the neighbor's part kind of reminded me, but then I was like, the last thing I'm thinking about right now is probably Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so it was really perfect, right? <laughs> I was I was like halfway expecting throughout the movie that they were going to like somehow bring up, I don't know, like the Mr. Rogers myth that he's actually like a Navy SEAL and he wears the sweater because he has all the tattoos. Yep. Like, are they going to incorporate that? <laughs> into this? And he's the werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do love that it actually is kind of a part of the plot and it gets like a great line at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and he's like, like you're like our neighbor, like our friend, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just love that, you know? Oh, Flint. <laughs> uh, I know. Do you recognize that actor, the guy who like, obviously he's super creepy the first time you meet him, maybe first two times. Um, Glenn I, Fleshler. I looked him up and he's one of those guys that like i know the face can i tell you what in blow your mind because he's yeah. so horrifying in that as he plays the yellow king guy in um fucking true detective season one with matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson oh my god yeah and he's so terrifying in that so like he's <laughs> the perfect person to cast in this role of like the weirdo guy who's like as soon as you meet him you're like that's the fucking werewolf he's got <laughs> just as much hair as a werewolf almost 
But like that guy, doesn't he like you're like, of course, he's the villain. So I love that. Like he actually was really kind of funny and like sweet. And I did not expect that. (laughs) I mean, this whole movie is I feel like is is just a cast of that guys and girls Mm -hmm. like every person in here. I'm like, I recognize you, but I don't. I can't paint exactly what from obviously uh, Milana uh, Van Trubb, AT&T girl. Yes, AT&T her girl. Sure. Oh, I yeah. also recognize her from Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. She's Gilfoyle's Satanist girlfriend. She's great. She's so cute. And like, I think I, I liked her in the movie before this, but like when they go to like the bar place that she like is at and she gives him like, mm-hmm. she brings over the kombucha and he puts on the music and she like dances over. I like fell in love with her. I think. Oh yeah. She was adorable. So cute. And she was so great in this movie. Really fucking funny. I mean, I, I knew she was like funny, like kind of, but like commercial funny, you know? And she's like, oh, yeah. definitely not annoying on like all the commercials. Like she's perfectly fine. And then I'm like, damn, she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I want to come back to her because I 100% agree with you. I want to see her in pretty much anything now Me too. because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was uh, directed by Josh Rubin. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure who that was, looked up his IMDb, and then I saw that he directed Death to 2020. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Death to 2021 yeah. on Netflix. And I I love Death to 2020. I love Death to 2021 because it brought in actors playing characters in a mm-hmm. documentary style film. Like Hugh Grant plays like this weird scientist guy. Okay. It, it's so funny. And so as soon as I saw that he directed this, I'm like, oh, I'm in. And you're like, oh, you've seen that? Awesome. Because yeah, that's I think cool. you'll love this. But yeah, then I saw that. And I just I was I was, I was once I knew that, though, I was like, OK, perfect. And then also like. That he's from like those college humor videos and shit. Oh yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like he's just so <laughs> fucking funny, and I've have not seen like a ton of his other stuff besides the Death to Twenty One. But um, I did find I watched his newest movie called A Wounded Fawn. I think it's on Shutter, and mm. it's like totally the opposite of this. And he's like the main character who's like a serial killer, and you know this about him. And he brings a girl to his cabin. It almost was like kind of reminding me of uh fresh minus the cannibalism but then it becomes like this mind trip movie that's like mandy and it's so crazy and weird and it's very dark so it's like the opposite of this movie <laughs> and it really like shook me but it was an, it was really interesting i'd be curious what you think i didn't know we could do that stuff i'd never seen like i mean this movie we were just saying it's not like super werewolves within is not really scary it's not really a horror yeah. movie it might have some horror elements if you say like okay because there's a werewolf or because there's violence and gore yeah. But it's like not that bad. It's not like really frightening. Yeah. Yeah. I like if you, if, you, if, if you put in a tier list of like what this movie is, it's a comedy. It's a murder mystery. Then it's a horror. Exactly. That's perfect. It's like yeah. it's very much like a sillier kind of or like a comedy, like straight up comedy version of Knives Out. But then with yeah. werewolves with one werewolf. But that's what's great is because it's still like a like a regular murder mystery in the way of like, who's the werewolf, mm-hmm. right? It's still like, who's the murderer. It's still the same kind of a thing. And I love that they play that up. And I think it's actually one of the best, like ones that I've seen recently, like obviously knives out glass onion, but we were saying we don't get that many. 
And like yeah. a lot of twist endings or things where they try to make you like shocked. It's like this one actually worked for me. Yeah. If you liked Knives Out or Murder on the Orient Express mm-hmm. or any of those, like if you just like murder mysteries, you will like this movie because it's it's those movies, but it's just a comedy. Like, yeah, it's just it's, funnier. It's like Knives Out or Glass Onion, but with the comedy cranked up a couple notches. Like, it's, but with like it's, a great ensemble of actors, they're not like A-listers, but they're all fucking amazing. Like every single character in this movie is like a very unique person, and like they're all turned up to eleven, but it just works so well. And I think it's one of my favorite like ensemble casts of all time now. Oh yeah, like like this I, Lord of the Rings. You're right. Like <laughs> all the characters are like. Yeah, they have these very definite, like defined um, character traits. Yep. And they just exaggerate those to the max. (laughs) And it works so good because like it's a murder mystery. It's a comedy. So like you're not watching this for like intense character growth or development. You're watching (laughs) just for entertainment. And Mm -hmm. so all of these characters, they felt like pieces on a board game or like a murder mystery. Like here's your character. You know, you get the card. And And so it was so great because they're all just so exaggerated. Yeah. But then you get some that are like a little bit less, but then they become more exaggerated as the night goes on. Like, one of my favorites is Michael Chernis. I think is he plays Pete, who's like married to oh Trish, which I love Trish. And but I think Pete is so fucking funny for like he's a little bit more understated with his humor because Trish is so like I mean all to like fall yeah. to the wall when she loses Chachi and she's just like Chachi, my little like the dog. It's so fucking funny. I I love that whole thing with the whole like. Can we put the horror leash away? <laughs> yeah. She's just clinging onto it. But his he has some line after that that's like he's like walking by and he like accidentally rings the bells that are like hanging and he just goes, Oh, the chachi there just got his wings. <laughs> like fucking just like probably a throwaway line that he just improved. And I just love that. <laughs> it's like right. a little I'm- one that you miss it, you know, and I, I really yeah. appreciate those so much. I mean, all the people who are so, like I said, Trish and and uh, Gwen and Marcus are a real bunch. <laughs> oh, my God. The, I mean, there, this movie has so many jokes in it that like every time it's you hard. watch it, you'll Correct. hear a joke that you missed the first time. Yeah. Like every I, time I love with Pete after he gets his hand bitten off and they're like, all sitting there and they're talking and he's just like. I lost my hand. <laughs> he just says it. When he's like, it's like the way that they shoot it too. It makes it seem all sketchy. And he's like, maybe I'm the werewolf. And yeah, like, yeah. He's lit. And then he goes, and you're a werewolf. And maybe you're the werewolf. And he's just like, maybe we're all werewolves. Maybe I'm the werewolf. I'll eat my own hand. <laughs> like, he's like, ow. It's like, he's just so fucking good. Uh-huh. All of them in this movie though. It's like, everybody's just so unique. And like, the gay couple. I mean, Cheyenne Jackson, I just personally always love because of American Horror Story, but I've never seen him be this funny. And I was very like happy and like impressed with a lot of his shit. I mean, both of them, him and I always think of him from uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, my God. He's incredible. Yeah. And I love his name. Harvey, is Harvey Joachim with an M. But yeah. <laughs> Harvey Guillen, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I love that one line. He says, he's like, everybody shut your whore mouths and listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> or when they, when he's like, uh, when Cheyenne Jackson's like, what are we in a Mexican standoff? And he's don't like, say Mexican. Yeah, babe, don't say Mexican. Just say standoff. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
he's just so funny. He's like, I love you, girl, but I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> like, oh. just everything about every single person. Like, I mean, probably one of my favorite lines that I'll just quote all the time, and no one will know what I'm talking about, sadly. I wish more people had seen this movie because I'm always like, What are you, a wolf detective now, Marcus? <laughs> like, <laughs> random fucking shit that, like, just is so good. And then I think, can we talk about, I mean, we can talk about all the rest of them if you have a lot more to say, but. Well, I, I want to stay for a second on the uh, the whole ensemble cast because yeah. it's incredible. Like so good. It, it's a it's an all timer, and as you and I have talked about, you know, like we love watching stuff where the actors look like they're just having the best time, and yep. everyone just looks like they are having the best time doing this movie. And, so good, and like it's funny because. Like the whole cast is amazing and everyone gets their time. Like everyone gets their spots and everyone's it, equally funny and like interesting. And like, you want to see more about them. <laughs> and like that, that's great writing. That's great directing where like everyone just has their time to shine. It kind of reminds, re- reminded me of like, um, you know, we've talked about like office Christmas party yeah. or like the menu, like everyone just yep. has their time to shine it's in so those nice movies. It's nice when you see that in movies because I feel like those are always the scenes that like studios want to cut like extra stuff and it's like, do we need that? Let's just do only things that are like pertaining <laughs> to the plot. But it's like, what about character? You know, <laughs> this movie is what makes me like, I love it so much because the characters like are so real and mm. they're extreme, obviously, but it's like they all, it's like because it's such a group a group of people in like a situation where there's like a murder, multiple murders, a murderer, I guess mm-hmm. it's very similar to like, just everyone kind of represents different parts of society. So it's like mm-hmm. a nice little satire on top of it, but it's well, also like a murder mystery. So it's, it's just great fun. And there's this great dynamic that they set up throughout the whole movie of just like country people versus city people <laughs> and like they're, they're just yep. like butting heads yeah the I, whole time. And it's I want my craft store <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that I, and i loved this movie had so many like ongoing jokes that just happened throughout the whole movie like i wrote down a couple like finn talking about snowshoes that's like <laughs> one of the weirdest jokes and i love that it like Ha- it pays attention like it, it has to do with the ending of the movie it's that important yeah. and it's like you know you don't see that very often you know that's <laughs> jokes don't get treated that well <laughs> and then, like, over the uh, other ones and then like uh I, like that line I, I love that like is it, it i forget how her name's pronounced is it cecil cecily 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 yeah yeah okay she's like man that guy really talks about snowshoes but (laughs) (laughs) that guy really loves snowshoes and he's Um, like it's only one of the most efficient forms of travel (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like uh marcus and gwen like marcus keeps reaffirming her honey you're so funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i love that they're so Uh, great together and all the shit that they say and come up with is just fucking i they get me for some reason i love them uh, and then uh, to go back to Pete, I just thought it was so funny how Pete constantly is trying to like hug Cecily and the yeah. other women, and like Cecily always dodges the hug. Yeah. Like, she's, she's like just kind of a perv. Yeah, I'm like, always, he hey. is. <laughs> she's like, oh, it just feels. It's like it's so fun that it has all the classic elements of just like a great comedy movie. But then you add this other element of the murder mystery, and like everybody is a great suspect too. That's the other part that like it works because like 
at least for me, I didn't know who the werewolf was. And I love that, like, it pulls you in all these different directions the whole time because everyone does have a little motive. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, anybody could really be the killer, which is always exciting with these things. The funny thing about this is I did not think about who the killer was. I think the entire movie. Really? I was just enjoying myself. I mean, like, totally. <laughs> but you weren't like, oh, need, they're the werewolf. Closure. This is great. <laughs> I almost thought for like a good portion that I was going to be like, there is no werewolf. There was no werewolf. It was just them fucking with each other, which is great. Like that's that would have even been fine. (laughs) I was thinking that, too. And I was like the whole time, like, Renee, are you fucking with me? Like we're doing creature feature this week. (laughs) Yeah, good call. So that wouldn't have been. I know there's a creature, but (laughs) or is there? Maybe man's the real creature after all, Chase. Maybe I was just going to fuck with your head. No, but it's Uh, great that it like actually makes you think about that for like a good portion of the movie when the title is Werewolf Werewolves Within. Like mm -hmm. it's it's like it gives you i mean there's parts of it that you're like okay it seems like maybe she's testing hairs and stuff the science lady you know so it's like there's probably a werewolf maybe but then i love it that you're like you know what i don't care there might not be but it was fun just how quickly everyone starts accusing (laughs) everyone and just turning on each other i mean it kind of feels very similar to like fucking saw or like yeah. whatever we've been watching in those groups it feels pretty accurate people just start yeah. going for each other but it's like <laughs> way more fun than the saw movie i'll give it that but oh, <laughs> similar i, mean, I, I, guess. I would hope so <laughs> definitely but i but like, think the murder mystery was totally nailed did you ever think it would be i mean i don't know if we want to talk about it let's talk about the main leads first yeah okay yeah um so Sam Richardson, who plays Ranger Finn. Finn Wheeler. Like, he is one of those actors that, like, I know I've seen him probably 20 times. Yep. Like, he either as, like, a guest in a show or a side character in a movie. But, like, every time I see him, he's really, really funny. He's amazing. And, and I was so happy to see him on the poster, like, as the lead. Right? And, like, he he just comes in. He just plays the most straight laced, <laughs> like good guy on the planet. And that's even yeah. like his problem is he's he's the stereotypical like good guy. Like he's calling his girl his girlfriend because he doesn't realize that she's his ex. That yeah. whole scene of her like helping him understand that, that yeah. they're broken up was so funny i know you're like oh my god this poor guy because it's like he's just so he's so sweet i really love his character and i think like i love him throughout this whole movie but at the end when he's like i gotta tell you i think it's fucking okay to be nice yeah. <laughs> i just love the way that he finally comes to terms with it and it's like really cool because it's not like it's like he realizes that, like, I'm perfectly fine the way I am. Stop fucking telling me to change all these people, you know? He's yeah. a good, it's okay to be fucking nice. And maybe I just, like, as a people pleaser, I get it. Like, the way that he responds to people when they're like, what did you mean by that? He's like, oh, God, no, sorry. I did not mean it. And I'm like, oh, God, I just, that speaks to me on a cellular level. I do that <laughs> all the time. And I just, I mean, like, that whole scene when they're in the apartment, or the, the sorry, the apartment, the cabin with the Emerson guy, the trapper who's like lives up in the middle of nowhere. They're like, yeah. they think it's that he's the killer. Cause they found the collar. And then it's like, he's walking 
towards them and they're like, he's like going to unlock the door, but they're like, oh my God, <laughs> like the way that they do it. And then yeah. he unlocks the door and they're like, I mean, don't even bother. You don't have to do that. <laughs> that was, geez, that was so nice. <laughs> just the way that they recover is great. I just, and also their chemistry, like him and, uh, I know yeah. you said Milana, but let's just call her the AT&T girl. Sorry, but Cecily yeah. in the movie, yeah. they have such good chemistry. I like loved their whole relationship. Oh, they were great. And before we move on to Milana, I just wanted to give Sam Richardson one one last shout out. It is really hard to pull off being that like super straight laced good guy. Like it's super hard to pull that off in not kind of a sad sack kind of way. Yeah. The 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 immediate person that I thought of was um was Steve Carell in 40-year-old virgin. Oh, totally. Yeah. Similar. Like, just like so nice and such a good guy that, that like you, you feel like you're like, I want this guy to succeed, to to win. Like, I want him to be all right. Like, I want Mm -hmm. him. And like, even in 40 year old virgin, it's like everyone trying to teach him how to not be a good guy. And then similar stories, like, it's okay being a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's okay to be a nice guy. It's really, it's okay to be a virgin. It's like that, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But similar here where it's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a nice person. And that's not a bad thing. Not every man yeah. has to be Mr. Macho Man all the time. <laughs> I love that. Like, it seems like a, like, you wouldn't think that that's like the the kind of what the theme of a movie is in 2021 with like everything now being like, let's tell other stories but i kind of love it because it is a story that we don't get that often like you just said that was a great example but it's like we don't get a lot of nice guys it's always like the macho man saving the world yeah or if they are the nice guy they're kind of like oh that's that's sad you know like yeah they always come in last or like i mean maybe it's just because i watch a lot of horror lately like all the time but especially now with you know it being october and my God, I would say most of the times in the horror movies I watch, the nice guys die first. They started just <laughs> at some point. They were like, fuck it. These guys got to go. One of my like one of the hardest ones is like I think of Jared Padalecki in uh, the remake of House of Wax. He's like mm-hmm. the nicest guy. I mean, yeah, he doesn't want his girlfriend to move away, but it's like he's a high schooler. Like, calm down. <laughs> and then it's like he gets the worst death out of anyone. And I'm just like, you know. I kind of feel like I love it when the guy, the nice guy comes in first. I feel like it's a common thing to always make them come in last. But Sam Richardson also very charming while being so awkward. And like, he's just got that whole thing down. (laughs) You know, he just nails it. He's so good. And hilarious at the same time for being the straight guy out of everybody here. Mm -hmm. You know, he's so funny. (laughs) All right. So let's get on to to Cecily. Yes. Cecily, the male person, because gender is a construct. She's oh my amazing. <laughs> Her being this super woke werewolf is just like the funniest thing I could imagine. I like, know. Ev- everything that she, she said, like, like there's just different things. Like you should read up on the subject. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's actually pretty great that like, she is so charming and stuff too, but like, she is a totally different kind of werewolf than we've ever seen. And I almost like really admire her because of like her planning and shit. And I would say like, if it wasn't for Finn, this plan obviously would have worked, but it, it's like, most of these people were pretty shitty. So like, yeah. It's kind of okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm I'm glad that like 
I like that she had a nice plan to have dinner on ice forever. But I, I also love it because I did not expect it to be her. Yeah, like and I was really bummed when it was at first, but then I'm like, oh, she's fucking cool. But like, I was kind of like, no, I wanted them to be together, you know, <laughs> but he didn't need a woman. Well, I mean, they had so much chemistry like early on in the movie, like that whole axe throwing scene. Like they were like, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can feel it. You guys need to kiss. And then when he answered the phone and she's like, what the fuck? That was my response. Like, yeah. what the what are you doing yeah you have a chance to kiss her (laughs) i know what was he uh what was he thinking and i love that she's like no fuck off okay i'm out i love that i mean she's i love the i love that you called her a woke werewolf i just think it's too perfect but were you surprised that it was her like when they do the whole reveal because at that point i was honestly like kind of like okay yeah maybe there was no werewolf no because and i think it's i think it's your fault um, because you told me it was a murder mystery, so my—that's what the whole plot of the movie I, is. It's werewolves within. You don't. It's not a murder mystery until a little bit later. So, like in the early parts, my, my I was paying attention, and I heard her say that one line during the axe throwing, um, where she says, uh, "This is the long con." Mm, yeah, and I was like, "I bet it's her." Oh, but like uh, it was pure it was purely a guess and then the rest not of- just i did not ruin that that is literally the, the like <laughs> plot of the game werewolves within is finding out who the werewolf is so like how the fuck are you gonna watch werewolves within and go i, I don't I know who the werewolf is game until you, i didn't even know this was a movie it's called until you werewolves a movie. within but you started I, like oh you weren't thinking who's a werewolf that's always <laughs> the thing in the werewolf movie come on dude if you don't know who the werewolf is immediately it's a mystery but I'm just saying, I, I, I heard that, and I'm like, ah, she's probably it. But then I went the rest of the movie not even caring who the who yeah. the actual mer- werewolf was. And then by the time we we actually get the werewolf reveal, there's like ten minutes left in the movie, and I'm like, I I was like, ah, I didn't I didn't need this, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was kind of anyone at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of love it though, like it fits, and I just like I love that it gets him to like come to terms with himself, and it's like, yeah. good. And their whole fight is hilarious, and I think just because it ends also with him stabbing her through the neck with the snowshoe, it's just it's perfect. It's like the chef's yeah. kiss, like she does. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> but I was blown away with with her and like. I, I know she's funny from like the AT&T commercials. Like, you know, she's got that, I don't know. Quirky. Got those those one-liners or whatever, yeah. and they're funny. Mm-hmm. And she's funny in like Silicon Valley as, you know, this Satanist girlfriend. She was hysterical in this movie. Like, the, the delivery, the timing, like, I was like, you could have been in Bridesmaids and I kept know. up. That's like, what I'm saying. She's incredible. She needs to be she in everything. Was so funny. Like, and yeah, her being super woke. Like <laughs> the whole day, like the gender's a construct, or like when they're have when they're at the the axe throwing thing, and she's like, and he's she's like, So why did you come to Beaverton? He's like, Oh, because something happened at my last place. She's like, Did you touch someone? Time's up, even for you. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> she's so fucking funny. And I love that like this movie will play with that shit, but it like it does so in like a way that like we can all laugh about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so good. 
like it 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 uses it uses that kind of battle between city people and rural yep. people and then they're like let's just plug in this one super woke person and yeah. it's just going to be hilarious. Well, it's great cuz it works cuz she's also like the commentator for everybody in the town and how he learns everything. And I just love that like little things like Gwen always asking her like her fuel line injector kit like if i could just get that i love that like she totally passes it off the whole movie like yeah okay sorry i don't know (laughs) and then when he finds it in her back room he's like oh shit it's like (laughs) oh that was a great little like another little thing that just comes right back but she just it's like she almost made me just i didn't want it to be her because i was like it's a great twist and it works really well for the movie i think but like I wanted them to be together. <laughs> yeah, like she's oh. so charming. She's mm-hmm. so funny. She's so cute. And like, I mean, also, she's very attractive. Like, she's a beautiful woman. It's like, she's just like everything. And so it's kind of like, but she's a werewolf. So. Yeah. so it's like, okay, that tracks. Like, because I was like, yeah, I mean, I really liked them together. They're in this like middle of buttfuck nowhere town. So like, I kind of would believe that they would get together because they're like the two most like young and attractive people there i would say out of like the rest of the people but like you know that's just because it's slim pickings out there like i would i would believe it but then i love that it's like and she's still like not it's it's a werewolf so she's got a huge negative that comes with it (laughs) well and like they do they do such a good job of of writing and directing of like them having that early chemistry and then he fucks it up and so then she's like dude i'm out and so then it's like he's trying to like re climb back up and like redeem himself. That whole part with the guns too. And they're like, oh, we're having an old fashioned sleepover. They're like with guns. Yeah, with guns. And it's like, <laughs> but then it's like when they're all like figuring out like and Pete's like, well, I'm going to sleep in my with my wife. But if someone else would like my gun to sleep <laughs> in their room for protection, he's like, Cecily. And then she's like, I'm good. And then even Finn like is like wouldn't. When they say, like, well, I think we'll have to double up. And he goes, well, that won't be a problem, right, Cecily? She's like, slow down. Yeah, slow your roll, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just really funny that that's all, like, it's all coming at her. And it's just, it's great. She really throws you off balance because, like, you don't expect it to be her. There's almost a minute where they make you think it's Finn. And I was like, no, it can't be because he's too, yeah. but is he too nice? Is that why? Like, no, he's not doing that thing in the car at the beginning where he's chanting balls repeatedly <laughs> if he's a fucking werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got to be somebody confident. Yeah, it's that scene when Sam the the pipeline guy goes full werewolf hunter <laughs> like yeah he's got i love that <laughs> that like comes out of nowhere and then you're like what the fuck because <laughs> like honestly I, I almost thought that guy was the werewolf yeah <laughs> like i mean honestly i almost thought everybody was the fucking werewolf in this movie except for the dr ellis chick yeah well and that i, I even thought maybe she was the werewolf because she was like I don't. It's kind of like, isn't one of the werewolf movies like the the werewolf is trying to find a cure for their uh, werewolfism? Are you talking about like like, maybe like, the underworld? I don't know. Or I feel something? like that's no. one of them or something. But I don't know. Maybe that could be. That sounds about right. You'd think that like if you're a werewolf, <laughs> the first thing I'm doing is looking for a cure. <laughs> unless you're like this bitch and you're like i'm gonna plan out and just have fucking dinner on ice until spring i mean it's not a bad plan <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like this is just this is so fun everyone everyone in it is hilarious and like the best part of the of the the cecily character is that like 
she didn't need to be that good. I feel like yeah. everyone else could have just carried this movie. Everyone else is so good. That, like, and like yeah. she could have just been like kind of the the love interest. Mm-hmm. But like she just like she's like no I I I'm part of this. I'm a peer. Let's all do it. And just Let's do it. <laughs> everyone is so good. I mean, I'm just like, I want these. I want a sequel, man. I want werewolves within two. I know all the cast is dead, but like if we get like most of like, you know, at least the main guy back and he's dealing with another werewolf like Finn <laughs> Wheeler in a new location, because obviously he's not staying in Beaverfield. Well, and I think this is a prime example of we need more creativity with the murder mystery genre agreed that's a very slim pickings for the genre like outside of knives out and then the uh murder on the orient express movies it's like you don't have much there's yeah. i guess those murder mystery movies with adam sandler and jennifer aniston and those are just okay though this those are one's Netflix like movies they don't count yeah i would agree i mean they're not bad i mean at least the first one i haven't seen the second one the first one's <laughs> not bad but it's like Nowhere near this. Like when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is how you do it and do it so fucking hilarious. Just like, I think I was just so surprised by how funny this movie was. Like I could, I was like, I have to watch this again to like really get to like watch the movie. Cause I was just so taken aback by how fucking hilarious it was. Yeah. It's, and the fact that the reveal is not important is just how good of a movie it is. Exactly. Like that's how funny it is. Is like <laughs> you get the reveal and it's like, cool. I'm I'm I'm, I'm literally okay with anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it even works because it gives me some great moments and like at the very end. And I just, you know, I love it. Although it also kind of seems like maybe they set it up for a sequel because Emerson at the end, it seemed like he got bit, but he's like, oh, I'm fine. But it's like, it seems like if you get bit by a werewolf, isn't that how everyone turns into a werewolf? So, like, maybe there's another one. But we already know who it is, so maybe if, not. If, if I could have my way, I would love it if uh, if uh, they just kept doing these, but with different monsters. Just Josh, Josh Rubin directing a murder mystery around vampires. Universal <laughs> should be doing this shit. That's how you, like, get... I mean, obviously, this movie didn't make a lot of money, but like, can we just say that that came out in 2021? Like, I bet if you advertised it well, and even if you just put it on Hulu, like, I mean, it is on Hulu right now. That's how you can watch it. But like, if it was like a movie premiere on Hulu, I feel like a lot of people yeah, would watch exclusive. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for sure, if you haven't seen this movie, please do do yourself a favor. I know we just spoiled it for you, but fucking watch it. The spoilers don't matter. Like this we just said, great. it doesn't matter who the killer is <laughs> because you don't care. Like, it's so fun. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, well, I hope you had your fill of creatures because we covered at least two of them today. There's a lot more. So many. Definitely go watch The Blob, though, if you have not seen it because... Yeah. Surprise of my year. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're like, you're a blob. You're blobbed. You got blobbed. I, I've been blobbed. Now you're part of the blob. And we're fucking happy to have you. And anybody else, if you want to join, it's not as bad as it looks. Okay. It's actually a pretty fucking great time. <laughs> uh, well, next week, this is a category that we are very excited for because we... I haven't seen The Boogeyman yet, so I'm going in blind. But we both loved Cobweb. Mm-hmm. 
And so, Renee, what's our what's our theme? What's our category for next week? It's this is the one that we invented. I mean, I'm sure that there's other movies in this genre, but I like the way that we're phrasing it, which is parents are the problem. (laughs) And isn't that just the fucking truth? I think we can always just blame our parents for everything. There's a lot of bad parents out there with all these villains. You know, that's all I'm saying. We had a lot of options. Technically, it applies to almost every horror movie. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, it's a niche, but then also a super generalization all at the same time. <laughs> but there are a lot of really interesting movies that focus really on the that as like the main point of the movie. And I think that's why we both like, we just both went in blind to Cobweb and didn't know what to expect. And I think we both just had, we really enjoyed it and wanted to find some way to talk about it. And hence why we made the category. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw as soon as I saw that a- Anthony Starr was in Cobweb, I'm like, Homelander in a horror movie. I'm there. Let's yep, do it. A hundred percent. And then plus Lizzie Kaplan, and you're like, I, I oh, mean, it's so called good. Cobweb. I hate spiders, but I tend to love spider horror movies because they make me scared. So, for for anyone who's scared of spiders, this is not a spoiler. There's not really very many spiders in that movie. No, but with a name like Cobweb, I feel like I, I had to see it no matter what because there was no info about it. They just fucking released it and didn't tell anyone. So <laughs> we're telling everyone now. It's on video on demand on any platform where you can rent movies. And it's mm-hmm. literally only like $5.99. Totally worth it. Okay. Just yep. saying this movie is such a surprise hit. A lot more people should see it. So yeah. We're talking about that one and then another one, which you already kind of mentioned. Yep. Boogeyman. Uh, the that, Boogeyman. There's a lot. There's that, a couple variations of the title rolling around. This has nothing to do with any of those. It's from 2023. Yes. The Boogeyman 2023. It's on Hulu. And the trailer, the trailer for this movie was very, very good. So I'm excited to watch it. I know you really liked it. I really enjoyed it, and I think it was like it had more emotion than uh, you know than you need in one of these. But I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I think it's because also it's got our girl from Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. and you know we're huge fans of Nat on that show. Um, so I think I'm excited for you to watch it. But for everyone, I think if you're a parent or you have parents, you know this might be a good learning lesson. Maybe sit down and watch it with them. So yeah, well. Again, that's on Hulu. Uh, so that's what we're doing next week. Uh, if you want anything else, we have wrapped up Saw until Saw X. But uh, we did the entire Saw franchise, Jigsaw, Spiral and all. It's on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, you can always check that out. But until then, we'll see you next week on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.